Nine o'clock, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. It's a Wine of Metal Wednesday brought to you by Talon Wine. You could win a bottle of Talon Wine today. We'll pick out a perfectly aged wine from you today on the text line. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. You want to gripe about Kendrick Perkins saying that if all the white NBA voters are being racist because they're voting for Nikola Jokic again to win the MVP. And he rolled out some very specific facts that are true. But then you look at, but because he's saying that Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, Nikola Jokic, Steve Nash, who have all won MVPs, or all happen to be white, all finished outside the top 10 in scoring when they won the MVP. Okay, that's true. That That's accurate. But then so did Magic Johnson twice. And others when they've won the MVP. So it's... It's not a fair thing to say. It's disingenuous. Exactly. Because you're not bringing up the other point of it, which is, well, yeah, there have been black NBA NBA MVPs that have finished outside the top ten in scoring as well. Most notably, the Hall of Famer of the greatest of all time. Magic doing it three times in four years. Exactly. He fails to bring that up. So we got some reaction to that today. Text or call is 970-242-1340. Jim Long with the Buckeye Boy. And uh, time right now to talk a little CSU Rams basketball with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth. Talking CSU with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth, on the Jim Davis Show. All right, with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. He is the voice of the CSU Rams, Brian Roth. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing? Doing well, Jim. How are we? I'm doing fine. Now I take it, of course. You are in Las Vegas, Nevada for the Mountain West Conference Tournament, right? I am in Las Vegas, Nevada for the Mountain West Conference Tournament. That's yeah. correct. Got you a little uh, ZZ Top Viva Las Vegas this morning for you, Brian. So uh, to set the stage, good. yeah. I like it. It's yeah. Good vibes going. Okay, very good. So uh, what did you do last night when you were uh, in Las Vegas? <laughs> I know we talked before about uh, your exploits are not really legendary, shall we say. You're probably like what mine would be if I was in Vegas. Be probably early to bed and Hang out in the hotel room, you know, go eat some dinner, nothing exciting. Or was it an exciting night for Brian Roth away from the Roth ruffians and a chance for, for dad just to, to be a dude? <laughs> so understand now, about uh, 20, 20-ish years ago, I've had some pretty epic Vegas nights and Vegas trips, but um, those days are for the most part behind me. The early so, Brian Roth chapter. Right. Yeah, yeah I've, I've grown up. Uh, which is good. My body thanks me. But, uh, no, you know, the Colorado State women's basketball team played Wyoming last night in the semifinals. So there was an alumni event that I that I went to and uh, hung out with some Ram fans and then watched the uh, women's team, who unfortunately fell to the uh, Cowgirls in the semifinals. So um, came back to the hotel room, uh, read a little bit of my book, and went to sleep, man. So, it's such an old man uh, you know, thing, because that's, that's what I would probably loud, do. Yeah. <laughs> so okay so what what book are you reading right now well i'm just finishing up uh I, i've been on the stephen king kick lately um if there's any stephen king fans out there um and so i just uh finishing up the dead zone oh well, going was, back uh, to one of the one of the older uh, the works. yeah mm-hmm. and my my yep. wife my wife kendon my daughter rachel um die hard die hard die hard stephen king fans it's it's amazing, and I got into it late, and right uh, right around the 
start of the pandemic, I decided, decided to read The Stand. And for anybody that knows uh, The Stand, it's basically about uh, a pandemic that was a million times worse than COVID. Centered in Colorado, by the way. That's, that's right. They, they all end up in Boulder, Colorado at the end of the story. So uh, Las Vegas plays a prominent role in that book as well. So That's right. Where uh, Randall Flagg. You, that's uh, right. That's I've read, yes, I've read, I've read, read I've read the stand twice actually. Okay. And, yeah, okay. I I don't know how I carved out all that time to, to read it twice years and years ago, but but I but I did back in the day. I do find it interesting as we go off in the ditch here for just a moment, Brian. That in in the stand they talk about the um, I think it's um, oh gosh the the character from Texas the name escapes me right now. It's, it's uh, oh gosh, can't remember. Did, I know. Um, I remember who played him uh, in the in the the TV movie, but anyway, the, there's the two characters that are coming back from Las Vegas, and they stop in Grand Junction, and they stay at the convention center out by the airport. Right. Which right. no thing <laughs> that does not exist in Grand Junction. The convention center is downtown. <laughs> it is not out by the airport at all. They were close. Uh, fictional liberties have been taken. Yes, he definitely uh, took his uh, his liberties on what's in Grand Junction, no doubt about that. But uh, but I, I'm glad you're getting some uh, some quality reading in of some Stephen King. Yes, yes, I, I think I'm done with like uh, 15 or 16 of his books now. Right, so I'm uh, I'm I'm cranking away, man. Yeah, what about with the Stu Redman character? I think Gary Sinise played him in the original movie, and I can't remember who so else is, was with is him. Is it was, worth watching? I've, I've I've never seen the the, the TV version of it because they, they they did one for 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 CBS a streaming site that had uh, I believe it was James Marsden as the Stu Redman character Gary Sinise played him in okay. the the original miniseries I think it was on ABC it was okay I mean it's it's tough to to probably do that book full justice but um, right. but it wasn't bad I mean neither one was yeah. was terrible so yeah check them out if you got time. They're not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm sure I'll be disappointed, though. You, pr- you probably I mean, will it's be. Just, it's just the way it goes, man. It's just the way it goes when you go from the book to the movie. Absolutely. So. Well, hopefully tonight that Nico Medved and the Rams can author their own, well, chapter in CSU Rams basketball this season. That's, that's my attempt at a transition. Uh, as, they, <laughs> as they take on Fresno State tonight, or this afternoon, I should say, in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, they get Fresno State. They beat the, the Bulldogs twice this season. So the Rams have, have got that going for them today when they go into Mountain West Conference uh, tournament action. Yeah, and let me apologize for getting you off track in the first place. I, that's okay. Um, that's my fault, and I'll take uh, full responsibility for that. I enjoy but getting yeah. off track sometimes, <laughs> don't we, Buckeye? We enjoy getting off track Oh, sometimes. yeah, our favorite place to go into is the ditch. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, here, here we are, Mountain West Conference tournament, and um, – should be an exciting Mountain West Conference tournament because you you, you look at this league and, and how it stacks up against the rest of the country. I mean, it is literally right there with with the top five, six leagues in in the nation. And, and one of the big reasons is it's good, number one. It's got a lot of good teams at the top. How many are going to go to the NCAA tournament? We're, we'll find out coming up on Sunday. But, but the bottom of the league is good this year. That's Air Force has been decent this year. San Jose State, who usually brings the entire league down with uh, you know a net ranking in the 300s, you know <laughs> they're a top hundred team this year, and so um, there are no bad teams in the conference this year except for maybe Wyoming, who of course has had a, 
a world of issues with, with injuries and players leaving the program. And so I think that's going to set us up for a, a really entertaining and unpredictable Mount West Conference tournament that, as you mentioned, starts here in, uh, in a few hours with the Rams and the Bulldogs. And, you know, Colorado State closed out the regular season with a win on Friday night against New Mexico, uh, a team who obviously started off the season 14-0. They're the last undefeated team in the, in the nation. They vaulted into the top 25. Mexico has struggled a little bit, but that was still a really nice win for CSU to close out the regular season. And so you, you hope that gives them a little bit of confidence going into um, this weekend of play and, and see if CSU can't make a run. You mentioned how much better the bottom half of the league has been this season. Who's the team that we need to be keeping an eye on that could make a bit of a run in this tournament of the ones playing today? Rams, Fresno State, Air Force, UNLV. New Mexico, Wyoming, I would, I would think maybe New Mexico because of what you said previously about them, that maybe the Lobos could put together that kind of run? Yeah, I don't think there's any question of the of the teams playing today, 60 through 11 seed. I, I think New Mexico has, has real, a real shot to, if, if they can get going to, to, to make a run and, and win the entire thing. I mean, I, I think they have that type of talent and um, you know, for whatever reason, they they have fallen flat. They went two and six in February. Uh, it was a tailspin. They had some injury issues, but they're fully healthy. They were fully healthy on Friday night at, at CSU. Uh, their problem is defensively, and and, and if you're not going to guard anybody, especially as you get into March, I don't care how good you are offensively, and they are an elite offensive team that you know you're you're, you're just not going to win games. So that's going to be the big key for them. But they're uber talented, probably the best duo of guards in the entire Mountain West Conference. And so I don't think there's any question they could make a run. Um, you know, could CSU make a run? Uh, I think I think they should win today. They've swept Fresno State this year. Fresno State's not very good. It's an 8-9 matchup. Uh, but the problem is you run into San Diego State, the winner of the game between the Rams and the Bulldogs today. You run into Fresno State, or you run into San Diego State tomorrow. And the, the Aztecs regular season champs, and, and for my money, uh, San Diego State is the best team in the Mountain West Conference, not just because they finished the top of the standings, because they pass the eye test, they pass the stats test, they pass the roster test. I mean, it's it, anything you, any way you want to look at them, they're the best team in the in the in the conference, and they bumped the Rams by twenty just a just a couple weeks ago. So, you know, if you can get past Fresno State, man, you run right into a well rested and a very very deep San Diego State team. Yeah, twenty four and six on the season, champions of the regular season of the Mountain West Conference, and certainly a, a team that uh, will, will be one of those three teams, possibly four teams, more likely three for for the Mountain West. Do you see them being an Elite Eight team? Do you think the Aztecs can get that far? I I, I think they can be a Sweet Sixteen team. I think they could be a second weekend team, uh, second week team, right? But they got to do it, and they have been highly disappointing in the last number of um, NCAA tournaments. And um, the Mountain West has, too, Jim. I mean, let's call right. it for what it is. How about this? The Mountain West Conference has lost eight consecutive NCAA tournament games. That ain't good, right? I mean, you got to – it's all right to have a good regular season and be a really good conference, but you got to start getting some business done in the NCAA tournament. They went 0-4 last year. Of course, Colorado State was part of that. They went 0-2 in the NCAA tournament in uh, 2021. They went 0-2 in 2019. Of course, there was no tournament in 2020. And the last time that uh, they won a 
NCAA tournament game was 2018 when Nevada made a run to the Sweet 16. So, yes, I think San Diego State could make a run, certainly to the Sweet 16. They have the talent to do that. And then, uh, you know, as you know, are you making shots, right? I mean, such a big part of basketball. Are the shots going down? And, and certainly I think San Diego State has the ability to maybe even make it to the Elite Eight. But, um, you know, you got to get it done. I mean, the Mountain West Conference has started putting up some wins when you get to the big dance. Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams, joining us today from Las Vegas. Day one of the Mountain West Conference tournament as the Rams take on Fresno State at noon today in Las Vegas. So when you look at who might make it into the Mountain West Conference when Selection Sunday heads their way on Sunday, San Diego State's a given. Utah State, Boise State, Boise State, and Nevada, your top four teams in the conference, do all four of those teams get in to the big dance, or is it just San Diego State, Utah State, and Boise State, just the, the state schools get into the tournament? Yeah, you know, that's that's the question. I, I think there are two locks, and San Diego State, as you mentioned, is a lock. They're, they're in. They could uh, bow out to CSU tomorrow um, or Fresno State and not have any issues about their NCAA tournament. Um, I think Boise State's a lock right now. So Utah State and Nevada, I mean, those are the two teams where I think if one of those two teams makes it to the final, I I, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, If they don't, I think it's going to be a stressful Sunday for each of those two teams. So, um, again, I think think Boise and San Diego State are locks, and then, you know, Nevada and and, and Utah State, I think, really, they, they, they've got some work to do. And you better win a couple of games down here to, to really feel good on Selection Sunday. Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams with us. Uh, Mountain West Conference also released their all-conference basketball team. And uh, San Jose State uh, senior guard Amari Moore was named the Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. Former Rams coach, San Jose State coach Tim Miles was named the Steve Fisher Coach of the Year. And I think that's... No surprise and well-deserved on the part of Tim Miles to, to win that award. Well, there's a, a lot of different players that could have won the, the player of the year, and, and there's a lot of good debate to be had on who the best player in the league was this year. But the coach of the year was pretty obvious. It was Tim Miles. I mean, I don't know anybody that would not say, hey, Tim Miles did the best coaching job out of any coach in the Mountain West Conference here this year. And, and Jim, they, they went 1-17 in conference play last year in his first season. That's a San Jose State program that hasn't won 20 or more games in a season since, like, 1982. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous incredible. how bad the program has been. And for them to get the number five seed in the Mountain West Conference tournament to finish fifth in this conference in the regular season and uh, to have uh, a net ranking, you know, right around 100, I, that is incredible, incredible stuff. And, of course, we saw what Tim Miles is able to do when he, you know, came to Colorado State and built up the, the, the basketball program here. They went 0-16 their first year in the Mountain West Conference, and by the time he left five years later, they were in the NCAA tournament. He understands how to do it. He's done it before, and he's doing it right now at San Jose State. So really, really a no-brainer. Amari Moore is the player of the year. He's really good. He's going to be an NBA kid. And, um, you know, you, you just had a bunch of, guys that nobody stood out from the top two or three teams as the dude. And so I think uh, Moore was, in the end, the, the, the right choice for that, too. 
And kudos to Isaiah Stevens of the Rams, uh, first team guard in the Mountain West Conference for uh, CSU. And, you know, well-deserved. And if if CSU goes 12-6 and six in conference instead of 6-12 and 12 and finishes, what, fourth place, fifth place in the conference, Isaiah Stevens is your player of the year. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I think you can make a good case that Isaiah Stevens is the best player in the Mountain West Conference. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it was hard for people to vote Isaiah for player of the year because the Rams went 6-12 and 12 in conference play. They said a 14-7 and 17, they have a losing record. But certainly that has nothing to do with uh, Isaiah Stevens because he has been phenomenal this year, 18 points, nearly seven assists per game, and um, it's been a stalwart Ram. So I, I don't think there's any question. He was definitely a first-team All-Mountain West Conference player, and, and both the media and the uh, coaches agree. Hey, Brian, have a great call today. Uh, noon for that one uh, as the, the Rams take on Fresno State out in Las Vegas. Always appreciate the time, Brian. And thanks for driving us off in the ditch. I always enjoy that, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And just so your listeners don't think I'm a complete dead fish, all right? We do have, we do have steakhouse reservations tonight at 9 o'clock with a big happy hour before. And so we're going we're gonna to be out on the town here tonight, win or lose for the Rams. So, uh you know, I'm, I'm not going to be in my room tonight reading Stephen King, even <laughs> well, though I want to be doing that. Uh, I'm not going to be doing that. So I'm going I'm to be out on the town. Okay, so. so so if you don't mind, Sherry, if you if you don't want to tell us, that's why. What steakhouse are you going to? <clears throat> so our women's uh, announcer Matt Wozniak uh, made the uh, reservations. We're going, and I don't know what the name of the steakhouse is called, but it's at the Park MGM. Oh, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that one either. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the name, and I don't know if they're all pretty much interchangeable. With that happy hour, you might not remember it tomorrow. Uh, exactly. That's right. That's right. Going to, going to a Learfield party, okay? That's, that's right. who I work for. That's who signs my paycheck. Big Learfield party where all the Learfield folks from the Pac-12 and West Coast Conference. Oh, Mark will be there. They're all going to be there. So it's going to be free cocktails. So, yes, you're exactly right. I hope I remember the, skate, the steak dinner tonight. That's the only way you get that many broadcasters to go to one event. Is an open bar. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Well, well, Brian, maybe Correct. Mark, maybe Mark Johnson will probably be there. Maybe Mark will make sure you get back to your hotel room if you know if you have too much fun. Yeah, tonight. that's right. That's right. I may run into Mark because they uh, they play the early game today too. I believe they play one o'clock today. I believe. Yep. yep. Right. Right. First game of the day. Right out of the shoots. All right. Well, enjoy the call today. Uh, best of luck to the Rams today, and and have a good time tonight. We appreciate the time as always, Brian. Indeed. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Brian Roth joining us from Las Vegas today. And I know Brian knows the two big rules in Vegas. One, alternate water and your alcohol. It's a good idea. Because it's dry. Who, who people seldom, seldom follow, do. follow that advice. And no matter what your eyes tell you, it's not It's just right there. No, it's not. It's all the way across town. Uh, that's happened to me yeah. before. Let's walk to here. It's just right there. No, it's not. And I've I've done that before. Yep. And got soundly ripped for it. Deservedly so. <laughs> like, yeah, great doing? idea, genius. Yeah. It's like a death march. It's no, yep. it's not. It's not two blocks away. It's like thirty it's like blocks away. Like a mile away. and a half. Yeah. What What are you What are you doing? Saying we should walk there. Yeah. Nope. No. I, I learned my lesson a long, long time ago. But yeah, the that. only way to get, you know, 35 broadcasters in a room is an open bar. <laughs>
It's a good way to get them to show up. Other than that, we all kind of keep to ourselves, right? We don't socialize a ton. It's like, you know what? We can all be in our room reading a book or doing this game prep or watching ESPN or something. By the way, uh, uh, open bar. We're all there. Everybody's there. Uh, CSU uh, released, actually, the Mountain West Conference released the uh, full Rams football schedule, by the way. We don't have uh, times for these yet or uh, which TV network they're on. But uh, the Rams will open up at home against Washington State on September 2nd. Then they have the bye week, September 9th. Then they're at Colorado, the Rocky Mountain Showdown, September 16th. Jay Norvell against Coach Prime. September 23rd at Middle Tennessee State. September 30th, they host Utah Tech, which would be the artist formerly known as Dixie State. Oh, I look at that. And then October 7th at Utah State to open up uh, Mountain West Conference play. Home October 14th. Uh, it's uh, homecoming when they take on Boise State. October 21st at UNLV. October 28th, it's their Hall of Fame weekend when they host Air Force. November 4th at Wyoming. November 11th, they host San Diego State. November 18th, they host Nevada. And November 25th, they plank the trip out to Hawaii to wrap up the regular season. Two things of note, and I'm glad we don't have Brian on the show for the second one. The first one, these are all Saturday games initially, right? Isn't that a little surprising that there's not a Friday? You would think, yeah. And uh, FBSschedules.com, which does exactly that. They, very optimistic, put the date of the Mountain West Conference Championship game on their schedule, too. Just God bless them. Think it positive. I think this will be a better year for the Rams. I think they've they've done a nice job recruiting. I think the offensive line will be better. Mm-hmm. Clay Millen will have a, a better front to protect him. I, I think it'll be a better football team with Jay Norvell in year two. Let us hope that is the case if you're a CSU let's, fan. Let's also get into the 20s, guys. Let's, just once. Yeah, just just one time. They peaked at 19 in a game they lost. Oh, they were they offensively. Were not very good. They were Bronco bad offensively last year. Woeful, inept. Pathetic. Suck. There are a lot of terms. A lot of terms. Garbage. All right, text your call, 970-242-1340. It is a Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Let's see, we've got one from Rick this morning. My wine today is screaming A. Smith, period. Not going to give him any more energy. Minnesota Mark. Buckeye hasn't been married long enough to know how that works regarding Brady. The, we'll the do, do, do what it. you want to do? Yeah. So, I mean, I could be married for 40 years. And I have faith that my wife's not going to be manipulative. So, like the, just will say things that she doesn't mean or mean things she doesn't say. I hope that. I hope we have that. But level like you of said, though, we we've all at one point said we'll do what you want to do when we're when we don't really want somebody to do something. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and do that. I don't care. It's fine with me. Right. Read the tone. But at, at that point, you're a big boy. Big girl, use your grown-up yeah. words. If you say, do what you want to do, and I do what I want to do, then you don't, in fairness, yeah, you don't get to be mad at me. And like I said with Giselle, she she had made it pretty clear. Yeah. She wanted him to be done. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, guess you're going to go do this, so go right, right ahead. But I just I'm, I hope that we don't get to that manipulative level, and if other people <laughs> have never strayed away from that, okay. I would feel sorry oh, for them. Okay. Thank you, Minnesota Mark, by the way, for that text this yes. morning. Also, I had one. I want to get to one more here from Ryan, who texted in today. 
Uh, let's see from Ryan, who said, hey, morning, guys. Ryan here. So glad the Avs got back on track last night, but I feel like I, I took a bad beat. $5 would have returned over $840. Was I stupid for betting on the new guy? So he had a four-leg parlay of anytime goal scores. He got Kale McCarr, Nachushkin, Rantanen, and Lars Eller. Missed out on Lars yeah. Eller. That one, that was a little ballsy, but that's why it would return so much money exactly. because it was kind of low odds. Also, this is just a me Malgin thing. would have been a good guy yeah. to go with right now. This is just a me thing, and this is only me, but it is one of those annoying habits I have. Clear your notification bar. Ryan sent us the screenshot. He's got a couple of notifications up there. Clear your notification bar. Don't just let him stack up there. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? That's my thing. Oh, yeah. I don't like having five notifications on my bar. It's like, let's get these out of here. Let's clean up this screen a little bit. Gotcha. Got a text from Phil this morning. On the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Hey, guys, it's tougher to listen to the show as I have to stream it, and it's hit and miss in the hangar. But I'm listening today, and I haven't heard anything about Bracketpalooza at Warehouse 2565. That can be my wine as well. Just don't get to listen to your show like I used to daily. I'm sorry to hear that, Phil. Uh, maybe we just don't want Phil to cut. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Phil. Well, if Phil's not listening at the moment, we'll, we'll shoot him a text. Yeah. By the way, Bracketpalooza is coming up. Six days. March 14th, mm-hmm. 5.30 until 7.30, Warehouse 2565. It's powered by Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick. Most trusted name in automobiles. So uh, it'll be coming up on Tuesday, by the way, at Warehouse 2565, which is 2565 American Way. You're in the first four. There's some games on to watch. That's right. We're going to be in the stadium area. Yeah. So you can enjoy uh, what's going on with the first four. And uh, we'll have uh, a variety of prizes you can win on site, including Avalanche mm-hmm. tickets, by the way, courtesy of our yeah. friend Chris Schaefer at Altitude. Get a chance to win a pair of Avalanche tickets. Uh, also, that's the night of the event, by the way. Plus great grand prizes as well with, uh, with folks like Played Again Sports and also GJ Golf. And you can print and bring your online bracket to earn extra points. Pick your favorite announcer bracket and enjoy Fun and giveaways. We'll have some food and drink specials at Warehouse as well from 5.30 until 7.30, March 14th. And once again, print your bracket because you're going to want those bonus points. Yeah. Show up at 5.30 and earn 10 bonus points. Show up at 6 o'clock, earn 8 bonus points. Show up at 6.30, get 6 bonus points. Show up at 7, earn 4 bonus points. All the details at the team1340.com. And this is also where we remind you, if you bring brackets for other people, they don't get the bonus points. No. You get your bonus points because you brought your bracket. So if you bring your wife's bracket, mm-hmm. your wife's friend's bracket, your buddies from work, their bracket. 45 people from <clears throat> your office. Nope. You can bring them. Yeah, they're in. They don't get bonus points. And you still have to sign up online. Yes. You have to go to the team1340.com yep. and do your bracket online. Go to our website, do your bracket, and then print off that bracket. Once you get it done... You can there's an option for printable bracket. And that's what you Click bring. That, print it, bring it. But your your first name, last name in your bracket, your telephone number. Yep. Also, your username that you're using on the website would be a helpful. lot of people don't use their real names. Yep, would be helpful. We got a lot of clever pile members, right? Right. Good so put names. that on your bracket yep. as well. What your username is going to be, but you've got to fill out your bracket online. Mm-hmm. You print it off, you bring it. But if you have, if you're bringing other brackets, don't even waste your time doing that. 
They'll, because they'll get nothing. You have to bring your bracket in personally. You'll get nothing in like Exactly. So if you if your wife says, well, take my bracket and I'll get some bonus points. No, she won't. Not going to happen. Those will immediately be discarded. Yeah. If your wife but wants to go with you. you'll need the bonus points because the wives usually beat the husbands <laughs> at this thing. Like Guru Gary? This like is a, Guru. Yeah. Yeah. I believe uh, Chris, our buddy Chris, his wife Trish won't beat him one year. Kind of regularly, if I remember. Like a rented mule. Yeah, a little bit. So. All right. So Who won last year between uh, the announcer bracket? Was that you? I think I won last year, okay. I believe. So get all the details. Get some. Once again, you have to fill out your bracket online, though. Mm-hmm. Please have to rem- remind folks of that, that we will try to have a, a laptop down there where you can yep. fill out the bracket if you didn't. But better to do it at home, at work. It's okay. And uh, go to the team1340.com to do it. But please, once again, don't bring other people's brackets. Right. Don't care if it's family, friends, doesn't matter. We're not going to accept them. Mm-hmm. They need to come along with you and right. say, yep, there's my bracket. I'm so-and-so, and this is my bracket. You could bring PD Popes or the Popes brackets, <laughs> but if they don't show up, they don't get the bonus it's points. It's not going to matter. You're not going to get the bonus points. All right, so text or call us, 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy and uh, CMU Women's Wrestling National Champion Marissa Gagos is going to join us in just a little bit. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 932. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. It's Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text your calls, 970-242-1340. All right. So we'll have Marissa Gallegos coming up in just a few minutes. So the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament starts today as well. We'll have Mark Johnson on tomorrow, hopefully talking about a Buffs victory over Washington. Or Mark might be back home in, in Evergreen. Who knows what's going to happen today. So uh, Colorado-Washington, that's your matchup. Today, uh, 12.30 pregame, 1 o'clock tip for that one, by the way, between uh, Colorado and Washington. Now, as far as uh, the Buffaloes and uh, where they've ended up uh, being seated in this year's uh, Pac-12 men's basketball tournament, for, uh, for Colorado, like I said, it's been, a, it's been an up-and-down season for Colorado that um, at, at times they've, they've struggled against Good teams like USC, but also played UCLA really close in uh, that that matchup that they had over the CU Event Center last weekend. And so for Colorado, it's it's hard to get a sense of of how good they are, right, Buckeye, with Tristan De Silva and company. Yeah, I, I just it's we're what we're 25, 30 games into the season. I still don't know exactly what we're going to get today from the Buffs. You know what I mean? It's like Tristan De Silva can be really good, but there's times where it's just you want him to do more. You want he, you feel like he should be able to do more, and it just never, never really materializes. And here's something that hurts today when they take on Washington. KJ Simpson, key part along with Tristan De Silva and their success, mm-hmm. will not play. He's not injured. He has mono. Keep your mouth to yourself, brother. I'm just kidding. So it's going to be tough. It was a joke in high school, right? Yeah. 
So without the guy that's their offensive facilitator, number two score, it's going to be tough against a Washington team that did drop six of their last nine. But the, the last time you know that you know they they played CU, they they won by ten in, in Seattle, three in Boulder. Mm-hmm. Keon Brooks had thirty nine points in those two games, but they're pretty reliant on Brooks. He's pretty much the guy when it comes to Washington and in terms of their their scoring. So uh, that is twelve thirty today at the pregame. Mark Johnson will have it for us right here on the Team Sports Network uh, when the uh, and along with Scott Wilkie when the Buffs take on Washington with tip off around 1 o'clock. Also, part of what's going on in Las Vegas with the Pac-12 tournament is what's going to happen with the media rights. <laughs> because the Pac-12 commissioner usually has a state of the conference address during the men's basketball tournament. But apparently, George Klavikoff, at this point in time, we haven't seen anything in regard to him addressing the media about the status of the league right now. Because he's supposed to meet while he's in Las Vegas with uh, with presidents, with ADs, about how the media rights negotiations are going. There's been a lot of talk that maybe it'll be Apple, maybe Amazon, maybe the Pac-12 goes streaming. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get an over-the-air network? It's on which, Fubo. Which is on, exactly. Well, streaming live on Tubi. Or, or what, Twitch? Twitch, yeah. Can watch it on Twitch. Yep. And so he's got three major decisions that that are kind of uh, as they mentioned the Denver Post on parallel tracks: the media rights deal, which is the big part of it. I mean, how many football games can you put on a streaming service like Amazon, Apple, or ESPN Plus? The grant of rights agreement that binds each university's media revenue to the conference. So, trying to keep everybody together and unified. And the decision on expansion. Should the conference add four schools, two schools, or move forward to just ten? And so major issues require a supermajority vote because USC and UCLA are not involved in strategic matters because they're leaving the conference to go to the Big Ten. Presidential approval on media rights and expansion require eight votes out of the ten. And beyond the regularly scheduled gatherings, one is on the calendar for today. And the presidents have been in contact with each other on a regular basis over the last several weeks and months. You know how so, to get everybody together? We talked about open bar. Open bar. And I'm sure that there probably will be an open bar. Actually, that meeting was yesterday, excuse oh. me, for the presidents. But there was probably an open bar. Yep. So those are issues that they're discussing. And right now, the, the fate of the conference does rest. It's funny on a TV deal mm-hmm. or a streaming deal. But they've got to have some kind of terrestrial component to this or it's not going to work. It can't it can't be hey, we're just we're just going to have the majority of our 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 broadcast schedule on streaming on Apple TV or or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I saw And 31 million per school is kind of the magic number. I saw Pete Thamel had a write up on the four letter about it to where this is kind of integral to the Pac-12 to get a suitable deal done or else this conference could be toast in four years, five Because there have been the reports that the Brett Normark and the Big 12, they reached out to Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona mm-hmm. State about, would you like to join us? And that's entirely possible if this thing doesn't come together for George Klevikov 
and the Pac-12. Because you have the Final Four schools. You have Oregon and Washington kind of off on their own. What are they going to do? And if you lose those six schools, now you're what? You're the Pac-4? You're Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford? And do, and do you bring in, assuming everybody else stays, do you bring mm-hmm. in San Diego State and SMU, which they have had meetings with those institutions about joining? Is that enough? I don't think it probably is. This conference that, is not going to be around in five years. I think it uh, it may not be around in three years. I, I'm, I'm predicting that this conference, the Colorado goes back to the Big 12. And if I, it's around, it's in name <clears> only. Exactly. Like the whack. Yep. All right. Uh, Marissa Gagos is coming up in just a couple minutes. Who do we have on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone uh, line? Tom has a wine for us this morning. Okay. Tom, what do you have for us today, sir? Well, I have a wine. I cannot stand anymore these advertisers. A lot of them are gaming uh, outfits that run their disclaimers at the end at 60,000 words a second. They, they started off by going, oh, maybe five seconds after the commercial, but now it seems like they're going for a full minute. And, man, I, I've about been about ready to throw things at the radio. Yeah, I'm with, I, sometimes I'm like, like, what did they just say? Like, Tom, we're in the industry. And I understand why we have to get the disclaimer the legalese. in. Got to get the legal portion in. So that's why they, they speed it up so they can still try to have some Checks the actual box. actual content the in the commercial is, to sell you on it. The, the gaming companies you're talking about, three years ago it was four states. Now yeah. it's 21 states and they all have different numbers and different it's, regulations so and you all gotta, this whole thing. Oh, you got yeah. to cram right. it all in it in, in 30 seconds. In California, New Jersey. And they go on and on and on. And it, I think some of them are longer than the commercials themselves. It might sure. very well be, yeah. Tom. It might very you well think be. They need a nationwide number, like a 1211 or something. Exactly. Yeah, this for, is your national yeah. gaming addiction number don't if you have a problem. Don't text Hope NY or whatever. I don't care. I'm uh, in Colorado. Exactly. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Tom, we're, I'm with you. We're with you on that one, Tom. That's a good one. You, did you get Tom's... Uh, I did not. Tom, the, hang on the line. Yeah, hang on the line, Tom, okay? All righty. All right, that's a good one. All right, uh, good one from Tom on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line today, 970-242-1340. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, we go back to 1971. Joe Frazier wins the world heavyweight title with his decision over Muhammad Ali. 1990, Kerb Browning becomes the first Canadian to defend the title in World Figure Skating Championships. 1992, Raymond Floyd joins Sam Snead as the only men to win PGA Tour titles in four decades. 2008, Lindsey Vaughn wins her 10th career World Cup downhill to break the U.S. record. 2010, the UConn women win a record 71st straight game. 2014, Dougie Buckets, Creighton's Dougie McDermott, score becomes the eighth player in Division One history to score three thousand points. Remember, Is he, he was playing a, in Laos now or something like that. Remember, he was a Nugget for like five minutes in the draft, and well, that's right, and got traded. Yeah, where is Dougie Buckets playing right now? I don't know. Look that up, and uh, see. It says he's a Spur. I don't believe that. You gonna confirm that? I'm gonna look. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Colorado Mesa's uh, national women's wrestling champion, Marissa Gallegos, will join us next. So it is He is indeed a, a spur. Okay, very good. Interesting. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. 
The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's Sports Leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. Welcome back, Jim, along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And joining us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, she's the first national champion in the history of the Colorado Mesa women's wrestling team in the combined men's and women's programs. She's the third national champion, along with Fred Green and James Martinez. Marissa Gallegos joins us this morning on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Marissa, I appreciate the time. Thanks for, for coming on and talking about your national championship. First off, congratulations. Thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity to speak about it. Well, 28-0, an impressive, an impressive run to the 123-pound national championship out in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, kind of take us through this season, because I think, you know, obviously your goal, like every wrestler's goal, is to, to get to the nationals and, and win a national championship. But, I mean, to, to do it in undefeated fashion, uh, certainly probably more than what you even uh, had in terms of your expectations, Marissa. Yeah, really, um, this season I really just focused on just having fun. It was my last season, and I think at times, sometimes I can be super serious, and I forget to I forget to enjoy the process while I'm in it because I'm so focused on the outcome. But this season I really just focused on hanging out with my team more, having fun, making those memories, and, you know, the winning comes with it when you put in the hard work and you love what you do. Tell us how you ended up coming to Colorado Mason wrestling for uh, Coach Mercado. It's actually kind of a crazy story. So, um, at first, I didn't know I was going to come to Colorado Mesa. When I was a junior in high school, I had committed to a college in Washington. But the program kind of fell, fell through a little bit, and they released all of our uh, letters of intent and then I didn't know where I was going to go and this happened my senior year and I didn't know where I was going to go so I thought I was going to go to a college in Texas but it just didn't feel like a good fit and I saw that Colorado Mesa was going to be a first year program and I was nervous about that at first because I, I don't I didn't know who I would train with or practice partners but then I decided to take a leap of faith and reach out to Travis and see if this would be a good fit and I, I'm glad I took that leap of faith because in my first year anyways, I, I had just had shoulder surgery. So even if I didn't have a practice partner, it would be okay because I'm out recovering anyways. And honestly, it was the best thing that could have happened because I'm closer to home. I'm from Denver and I love our campus and I love the town here. She's a red shirt uh, junior from Denver, Colorado. She's also a national champion on the mats at 123 pounds. Colorado Mesa wrestler Marissa Gallagher is joining us today on the Team Sports Network. Let's even go back farther and, and how you got involved with wrestling because women's wrestling has really started to grow and explode. And obviously the success you've had and your teammates have had at Colorado Mesa just kind of is a, is a great example of how women's collegiate wrestling has really grown. But at the high school level, we have the, the D51 Phoenix team, which had a, a really uh, strong finish this year over the, the state wrestling tournament. How did you, Marissa, get involved at the high school level in regard to getting on the mats? You know, I started wrestling when I was about 10 or 11, and I knew in high school I had to make that decision if I want to wrestle high school against the boys and whatnot. And my brothers have always wrestled. Also, they're younger than me. And I decided I wanted to wrestle at Jefferson High School in Edgewater, Colorado. And, you know, I, I wrestled a full season my freshman year. And that was really good. I was one away from qualifying for Boys State. 
And but then after that, I kind of just ran into a series of um, injuries. And I've had after after my freshman year of wrestling in college, I was still I mean, wrestling in high school, I was still wrestling to the best I could. But I ended up having to get three shoulder surgeries. And one of those shoulder surgeries was the summer coming into college. But, you know, I had a team that supported me even when I was hurt and they included me and they believed in me. And I think it's so crazy that now we have a whole cast of sanctioned women's wrestling, and it's huge. It's at the Pepsi Center with the guys, and that's such a huge growth in the women's wrestling, and I'm just excited for it, and I love to see it. I have a younger sister who wrestles, and seeing her compete at the Pepsi Center, it's just amazing. Marissa Gagos, national champion for the Cotterbury Mesa women's wrestling team, joining us today on the Team Sports Network. Who personally... Marissa, kind of helped to shape your wrestling career. You mentioned you started at 10, your your, your family, your, your sister, your brothers, uh, they wrestle. But but who kind of got you into it? Is it something that's a, been a, a sport that your family has participated in? Uh, and so there's there's that nat- natural background going to going to tournaments on a, on a Saturday, on a weekend, that that was just part of your background? Or how did you get exposed to wrestling? How did you get involved in the, in the sports yourself? So like I said, my brothers wrestled there. Um, I have a brother that's 20-something months younger than me, and he's always wrestled since the time he was able to walk. And, you know, we would mess around in our living room and just see who could win. Because I also did gymnastics and judo at the time. And eventually, just with their backgrounds and always traveling for them, um, their club coach wanted me to try it and just give it a try. And, you know, I did, and I liked it. And... I really liked the idea of competing and learning new things because this was a sport that I realized you didn't have to be perfect at, but you had to find a way to score. And I really think, I guess if I had to say, like, what really got me into it was probably my brother, Nick. He's also on the CMU men's wrestling team. And just seeing how much dedication it took him to do it, I realized I wanted to be just like him when I was younger. And now we both go to the same school and wrestle at CMU. That's, that's an incredible story. Marissa Gagos, a national women's wrestling champion, with us today on the Team Sports Network when you faced uh, Amani Jones of North Central Illinois in the 123-pound uh, finale. You, you picked up the 7-2 to victory against her. And you know, according to the Daily Sentinel, that you, you dropped to your, your knees in prayer right after that. What was going through your mind right after you knew that you'd just become... Uh, Mesa's first ever women's national champion? You know, I I really just realized that, you know, God had a plan. You know, his plans are bigger than my plans. You know, I thought I could win a national title my my freshman year when I was competing. I thought I could win it my sophomore year, my junior year. I really think my capabilities were always there, but God's timing was more important than my own. And right then and there, I realized he had a plan. You know, this is the first time that... um, the women's college national champ was in a nice arena and a lot of the slow wrestling media there. And, you know, he had a plan for, to make this a huge moment rather than it being in the tiny gyms that it used to be in. And I realized he, he really had a plan this whole time and it was going to happen. And patience was everything. And so next year, just got to do it again, right? Go undefeated, win another national championship. That's uh, the plan for Mercer Gallegos, I assume. Um, that's still in, in the talks, but I, I don't know if I am going to use that rest of the eligibility because I am almost done with my degree. Okay. But 
and I plan on graduating in the spring, but I do think I'm going to stick around in Grand Junction to train for the USA, the USA circuit and hopefully, you know, make that Olympic team in 2024. And I, I would love to help give back and coach and things like that as well. And eventually I do want to go to CMU's physical therapy school as well. So if that's your final match as a Maverick, that's a heck of a way to finish out a career, Marissa, with a national championship and and best of luck and and your goal to uh, to try to make the the U.S. Olympic team as well. I really appreciate the time. Thanks for sharing your story with us today, and and once again, uh, congratulations on being a national champion. Uh, I know a, a lot of hard work went into that, and and uh, certainly paid off for you with a national championship. We appreciate the time today. Thank you so much. All right, take care, Marissa Gallegos, national champion for the CMU women's wrestling team, the third wrestling individual championship in uh, program history undefeated right. too by the yep, way 28 no you know if you you lose the one then somebody out there is like you know she won the national championship but i beat her you know what i mean right you guys say no that. one not anybody can say nobody that. can say that incredible incredible accomplishment for marissa gallegos all right and that's our show for today coming up at 12 30 today pregame with mark johnson and Scott Wilkie, as the University of Colorado men's basketball team, opens up Pac-12 tournament play when they take on Washington tip-off at 1 o'clock today for that one right here on the Team Sports Network. And just a reminder, by the way, Brackapalooza is coming up March 14th, coming up next Tuesday, 5.30 to 7.30, Warehouse 25.65. You must fill out your bracket online. And it's powered by Bozarth, Mark Miller, Chevrolet Buick, Go to theteam1340.com to get your bracket filled out. Print that bracket off and bring it on March 14th to get the bonus points. See you back here tomorrow morning at 7 on the Team Sports Network.